Two men on a mission to change the face of the organ world. Driven by their passion for the king of instruments, these two seek to share their love of the pipe organ with as many people as possible. Through their own arrangements of popular film, TV, and video game music, our hosts use their unconventional approaches to inspire pipe organ enthusiasts, both young and old, and to bring new audiences to this magnificent instrument. Together with you, they will journey through the fascinating world of the pipe organ, always eager and never afraid to break with tradition. Rob Labinsky and Johnny Salimovich are the Organ Mavericks. Welcome to the Organ Mavericks Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Slimovich. And I'm your other host, Rob Lubinsky. And for this episode, we will be discussing fitness and health and how it relates to the organ. Now, full disclosure here, both Rob and I are not health <laughs> professionals. We are just organists and music arrangers who have experiences and advice to share from our perspectives. And thus, we will share links to our sources in the episode notes for you to check them out later for yourself. Yes, definitely. And, uh, yeah. Before we jump into our topic, though, I, I, I want to kind of piggyback on a previous topic that we discussed on this show, and this is a this is a little bit of a, a timely, timely news announcement, so I wanted to put this out in case anybody wants to check this out. So uh, some of our episodes, we've been discussing, you know, the organ in pop culture, in movies, in TV, in video games, and things like that. Well, I was just recently on a vacation with my daughter to Walt Disney World, and um, the the um, the Magic Kingdom does a Halloween party. It's called Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, and this is something that they do on select nights. It used to be in September and October, and now it goes all the way into August. Um, and there's like special events. They have special parades, and you know. Um, you know, different interactive things they do on some of the rides. Um, and they have a fireworks show that is different from what is what is their normal show. Um, now, if, if you guys have been on my YouTube channel, uh, you'll know that I'm kind of a bit of a fan of Disney fireworks. And so we actually hadn't intended to watch the fireworks when we were at the, the Halloween party this year, but it just worked out that we were able to. And I was absolutely delighted to find that in the music for a large portion of this fireworks show, there is pipe organ. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really cool to hear. And it's not just your stereotypical Takata in D minor. It was absolutely awesome. <laughs> so you're saying uh, they were using original music for it? Um, I'm not sure. I, I think some of it was original. I think some of it was variations on different Disney songs. I know uh, uh -huh. uh, there was there was a portion of it where it was like, you know, like your classic Disney songs. Like, uh, um, I think one was like Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty. But they had made it into, like, they put it in minor and they'd made it into, like, you know, like the horror version. Um, 
So there might have been some of that with the organ, but it was it was really, really cool to hear. So if any of you happen to be, if you live in Orlando or if you, um, you know, happen to be going to Walt Disney World in the next couple of months, I would definitely recommend checking out the fireworks at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. It is a separate ticketed event, um, but it's well worth it, and there's trick-or-treating and, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff to do whether you have kids or not. So I just, I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I thought that was a really, really cool example of organ music out in the world. Well, that's awesome to hear that, Rob. Thanks for sharing that. And now back to our discussion. We will be discussing three categories of health and uh, fitness will be related to it, of course. And uh, these three categories are the following, physical, hearing, and mental health. Especially hearing and mental, those ones are going to be pretty crucial for us to discuss here and physical is also really important too don't get us wrong but uh yes there's a there's a good amount that we could definitely discuss in this episode and maybe even have another episode to continue with this if there's just way too many to discuss here so yeah, yeah, I know. I, so, I think, you know, when you when you mention health and fitness, you know, as a musician, I think you know everybody instantly goes to physical health. You know, you don't think about you know you don't think nearly as much about mental health. Um, you know, and I think that that is something that, um, you know, there there has been a lot of stigma around. You know, and I think you know in in the last few years that that stigma is kind of going away, and it's something that people can talk about more. Um, you know, so it's, and it's something that is, it is, um, you know, crucially important to musicians. So, mm-hmm. yeah, indeed. Yeah. Mental health is definitely very crucial to talk about now, ever since, of course, as you mentioned earlier, the stigma is pretty much uh, non-existent now since more people are being open, I I w- or being open yeah, about it. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily sense. say it's non-existent because I've definitely seen, oh. I, I, I've definitely still seen, um, I, I want to say like prejudiced against you know certain types of mental illness. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, but it, mm-hmm. it, it's something where you know th- you know things like depression you know used to be you know kind of like suck it up and deal with it kind of thing, and now it's something that it's it's much more it's it's much more acceptable to actually discuss you know and address because it is a real issue you know that you know you you can't necessarily deal with on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, so to start things off, we will first talk about uh, physical health first as the first category. And uh, so what are some things we can discuss here first regarding physical health? Oh, yes. There is a website that Rob and I have found recently called musicianshealth.com. We will leave a link to that in the episode notes for you. And uh, some health articles that they have here have uh, case studies, um, Stretches, which uh, has a lot to do with the uh, wall fitness, though also the also physical, because uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, the stretches, exercises, nutritional, weight training. Yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to talk here. Definitely. We don't know where to start. I, actually, I think a good hmm. jumping off point would be to maybe you know talk about some of like the the physical problems that organists deal with. Um, ah yes. You know, and and they're not necessarily specific to organists. A lot of musicians will have these. Um, go goes hand in hand for pianists as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but you know, with you know, with playing the organ, you are definitely prone to repetitive motion injuries because obviously, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know. Yeah, that and is true. And so, you know, from from my experience, not necessarily things that I have dealt with, um, but things that I have seen organists um, having to having to deal with. Um, the, the biggest two are back and neck issues and carpal tunnel syndrome. Those, those are the, those are the two biggest ones. Um, you know, and then, you know, uh, other problems that, you know, organists definitely have are issues dealing with rotator cuffs, um, elbow problems, hip, um, hip and ankle issues, um, you, you can potentially run into shin splints depending on pedal passages that you're working on. Um, that's not necessarily a long-term injury, but it is it is something that, you know, can come up. Um, I'm not really sure. I, I, had, I had put on my list knee, knee injuries. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I, it would depend on the person. Um you know how much that affects their ability to play i know i have i have some minor issues with my knee that don't affect my playing at all so i think that's like the one joint that you know (laughs) you know maybe is not nearly as uh prone to injury as an organist but Mm. so but i mean i i definitely struggled with back issues um in the past i currently um am not experiencing any pain with that which is a nice thing um Mm-hmm. You know, but we'll get into we'll get into ways that you can avoid these injuries and um, you know uh, and help to alleviate them. Yeah, and uh, in my case, when it comes to physical uh, health, I do have uh, some neck and uh, back issues actually, and I did have to visit a chiropractor a few times before, and uh, due to personal uh, due to personal situations, I can't really uh, visit the chiropractor as often as I as often as I want to, though. Whenever I do need it, I definitely do go to the chiropractor whenever possible, because uh, the chiropractor, the chiropractor, like whichever chiropractic uh, practitioner you go to, well, the one that I go to specifically uh, locally did a really good job with uh, with alleviating my uh, with alleviating my the spine problems I was uh, having, especially with the uh, uh, muscles connected to uh, neck muscles connected to the spine and the such that uh that happened due to uh due an in, due to an injury that didn't that that didn't really uh relate to uh, organ playing though though in most cases uh though in most cases though that uh, most musicians if most musicians if not all of them uh, would typically be sitting down and uh sitting down for for long periods of time can definitely affect your back and also your neck, and I have been experiencing this myself since I've been very used to uh, working working in front of my desk, working on uh, my videos and the such. And uh, I I usually would be forgetting to stand up and to take a to take standing up breaks from time to time because those can definitely help uh, give a. Uh, 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 blood flow back to your legs and the such, because uh, it is possible for your legs to get uh, numb when you're sitting and not get as much uh, blood flowing through your legs, because that's not really good if you're not letting uh, your blood through blood flow through your body as much as possible. Yep. And uh, having a standing desk, though, for work can definitely be one of the uh, can definitely be one of the ways to uh, fix that too. So that uh, with a standing desk, you can have it. You can have it set to a standing position whenever you needed to, and then 
when you want to sit back down you can also set it back to the sitting position too so then you can work more so that you can let your body you know work more naturally and not uh and not have your you know not have the rest of your body be affected by the uh by the bad habits uh that 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 we have done in the past and also you know currently still like i in my case i still don't even have a standing desk though i would definitely want to get one in the future especially for the sake of my spine and the such though when i <clears throat> when it comes to uh back issues i uh when i checked uh, my uh spine for instance for with the x-ray it's, it has a minor curve at the lower backs and uh that can be resolved uh whenever you can get it resolved by a chiropractor um <clears throat> Usually, um, from what I've been told by a chiro by a chiropractic uh, practitioner, or I don't know what's a shorter way to call them, from or chiropractor, yeah. From what a chiropractor told me is that uh, whenever if you have any uh, back and neck issues that you want a chiropractor to resolve it, it's usually a lot better if you have it done as young as possible yes. because when you're older, it's a lot harder for then to get it done, it can also be harder on your body because your body's getting more used to a certain uh, thing. Because from what from what from what the chiropractor uh, told me is that uh, some people do some people wish they could have a perfect uh, spine again, but when they get to an old when they get to a pretty old age like their sixties or seventies, it can be pretty much uh, almost impossible for that to happen because their body's already gone to a certain point while those who are much younger we still have a chance to get ourselves uh uh quote-unquote fixed up as as soon as possible i know that i know that with my um sports physicals that i had to get when i was um doing cross country um you know they scoliosis was something that they were checking for you know that curvature of the spine uh, because that is you know scoliosis if, if yeah, you that catch was it, it you know when you're in your teens it is it's very treatable um but yeah the older you get the harder that is to deal with so you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was trying to remember the term uh that term you mentioned scoliosis and uh, the chiropractor mentioned that term and i can't believe i forgot about it so yeah thanks for reminding reminding me of that as, yeah, as far as I tried to mention earlier, I do have a minor scoliosis, so it's not really that bad, though I definitely want to have it treated as soon as possible, especially if I want to live life to the fullest, and I'm pretty sure you guys listening to this would also want to live your life to the fullest as well. So, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, <sighs> as we're talking about back problems, um, you know, the... Um, you know, when it comes to an organist, there are no standing organs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, of course. You know, so unless somebody invents like a, you know, like a, a, a zero G bench or something, I don't even know if that's a thing or if that's like sci-fi. Mm. Um, <laughs> it could be, though. It can be pretty hard to find, I think. Actually, I think they do exist, yeah. but they can't, I imagine they'd be pretty yeah. pricey. Well, you know, and the other thing is, you know, I, I think about various organs that I have gone around to. You don't really get a say in your bench, and the... I, I would I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say every single organ bench I've ever seen is nothing but a solid flat piece of wood. Occasionally people will put cushions on them. Um, so you know, as far as you know ergonomics go, um, it, it's as unergonomical as you can get to sit on an organ bench. Um, you know yeah. you get you get piano benches that are nicely padded. Um, 
you know, but you know, that's, you know, unless you want to put a pad on there, um, you know, that's, that, that is something that you're going to have to deal with as an organist. Now I will say for personal preference, inventing words here (laughs) for personal preference i like to sit on a nice solid bench i i i have been in many places where somebody has put a cushion on their bench and i have taken it off to play (laughs) um oh yeah that's just personal preference um Mm -hmm. you know but as far as you know as far as you know um you know avoiding strain on the back proper proper sitting posture is absolutely crucial to playing the organ so you know so not letting you know your back sag you know keeping your shoulders up keeping your back you know slightly arched is is really important and and the the tough thing about that is is it's hard (laughs) you know because you actually have to actively engage you know your muscles to do that it's so much better for your back but it's you know it's not easy now once you have gotten used to that you know once once you develop that tone in there I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, you know, so what, once you develop that, you know, that muscle tone in your back, it, it's not a problem to have that proper posture. And I, uh, when I said I, when I told Johnny, I see what he's doing. Um, we, you know, we do, we do this yeah, over I Skype. Was correcting and he, my, he, he is, yeah. he's sitting up much straighter now that I'm talking about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was correcting my back while he was saying it. So um, yeah. And I do have something to say about yes. that too, though. What what else did you wanted to say though before I say? I think it? that was it. Oh, okay. Actually, there were two things. Actually, uh, the second thing is what I will mention relating to uh, back posture. The first thing was regarding to the uh, organ bench. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if you mentioned earlier if you mentioned about uh, adjustable benches. I did not. Like, I thought uh, about it, but I didn't actually okay. say anything about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because uh, that could, that's one of the things that. Uh, that we should uh, mention that we should mention the uh, you Mavericks as well that that it there in many cases or I don't know how many cases it is certainly possible to have adjustable benches because not all organists are yes. the exact same height and our legs are not the exact same length <laughs> either and thus having an adjustable bench as well to adjust to different heights of an organist especially in regards to their leg length yes. is also you know very helpful especially with range of motion yes. and at moments when I was also, when I was actually trying to yeah when I was trying to play on yeah I the thing is I've noticed a huge difference when it comes to playing on a uh, playing uh with an organ bench that is non-adjustable and one that <laughs> is adjustable the the difference is huge yeah. because it's the with the with the non-adjustable one it's fixed right. and and uh usually <sighs> Usually not all, not one size fits all in this kind of this scenario in a sense. Um, yeah. So th- this is actually a really good thing to talk about with adjustable benches. First of all, I, I do want to make, give you a slight correction. Technically, all benches are adjustable. I'll come, okay. I'll come back to that in just a second. For those of you who, who don't have a crank on your bench and are wondering how you can adjust it, I'll, I'll come back to that in just a second. Um, okay, yes. So Now, as I... Uh, yeah. Now, as I was about to say, I've noticed a huge difference because uh, when I was playing on the organ with a non-adjustable bench, I would my legs would my legs and feet would be uh, it would try its best not to apply pressure on the pedals and can that can be pretty hard to 
try and make sure your feet don't don't press on the pedals when you're not playing and of course when when you when uh, you cancel the voices on the organ you can let your uh, feet sag down a bit to let your feet relax or just rest them uh below the bench where is that uh that uh, middle uh plank to let the heels of your uh, shoes hook onto to rest and as such I'm... though <clears throat> adjustable uh <laughs> uh when it comes to adjustable benches, though, it's definitely much better when you when the you have the adjustable bench adjusted to you know to your height and your um, leg length, so that uh, not only will be your leg, not only will your feet be less susceptible to accidentally pressing on the pedals when you're not actually playing, when you don't want to play them, you definitely get a lot more range of uh, range of motion that way, and uh, also not. Not just a range of motion, though. It'll, it'll be a lot easier, you know, when it comes to movement. Uh, when it comes to movement, when adjusted accordingly, compared to when you compared to when you were not able to adjust it yeah. before. I'm, and uh, I, I'm I'm gonna jump in and say, don't ever rest your feet on the pedals because you never know. <laughs> I yeah, speak mm-hmm. I speak from personal experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to uh, re- resting my feet on the pedals and then accidentally bumping a piston, ooh. a loud one <laughs> in the middle of a sermon, Doctor Bachnight, I, I, I still oh think about that and I apologize for it. <laughs> <laughs> one of my former senior pastors. Oh, um, oh, so yeah, so this this whole issue with an adjustable bench, I mean, it it it's a very important thing, and um. One of the articles that I was reading on the Musician's Health website was it was talking about the physical stresses of playing the piano, um, and because it's you know um, as far as like you know your posture and you know how you have to hold your body for playing the organ, you know it's virtually identical to playing the piano. So you know a lot of the same stresses that you have playing the piano um, come on the organ. What is a very interesting thing about the organ is while most consoles are built to specific specifications. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out my thesaurus here. Um, <laughs> you know, while while they're built to specifications, they're really aimed at you know a very limited um, um, physical size of a person you know like a, they're, they're geared toward you know kind of an average height and average weight um i guess weight well weight comes into it but it doesn't really affect how you sit at the bench um um the issue is you know is that if you fall outside of that then you begin having issues with reach both for pedal and for um and for the manuals. So I had a friend in college who was very short. I think she was under five feet. And she was a phenomenal player. But, um, you know, when you have the adjustable bench, it's, it's to adjust so that your legs can be at the proper height. That is that is the whole reason that we have them. Because that is the most yep. important. Because if you can't get your balance, like you were talking about with, and with a non-adjustable bench, 
it can really throw your balance off for being able to move quickly on the pedals. And so being able yep. to adjust that height is really important. Unfortunately, what that does is it affects how you have to hold your arms to play on the manuals. And, you know, when you play piano, okay. ideally you are playing with your forearm parallel to the ground. Now, with the organ, generally, whichever manual you're going to be playing on most. So if it's a three-manual organ, you are probably playing on the middle, and if it's two-manual, you're going to be playing on the bottom. The, the console should be balanced so that that, you know, that primary manual will have your forearm level to the ground. The problem is, is if you have height issues, um, this may not be the case. So, you know, in the, in the case of my friend, you know, she would sit where she was balanced on the pedal. Unfortunately, this means she was reaching up to reach, you know, to reach the middle manual and really having to stretch. And so, you know, it, it's not a, it's not a hindrance from playing, but it is definitely something that you need to be aware of because it is, it's an additional stress, you know, on your arms when you have that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And uh, I almost forgot about uh, that second point I wanted to mention earlier regards to uh, proper back posture too. <clears throat> uh, one of the that uh, uh, basically the second uh, thing I was gonna mention, which I should have mentioned earlier, but it's fine. Which in, yeah, when we were discussing earlier about uh, back uh, uh, proper back posture, I just remembered uh, about a way that uh, basically a way to resolve or. Uh, make it much easier to uh, get a proper get the proper back posture I have uh, learned from uh, I don't know if it was from some instructor or from some from some friend in the fitness uh, in the fitness uh, industry or any I don't really know the specifics uh, yeah I don't really remember who but uh, they specifically mentioned that uh, one of the quickest ways to uh, get your to get your back you know properly adjusted for pretty much any situation especially playing on uh, playing on a piano organ or any instrument for that matter for that proper back posture is to simply uh, 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 squeeze your glutes or uh, uh, strength uh, strengthen or squeeze uh, your uh, your glute muscles on your on your bottom basically yeah I'm trying to keep things PG here. <laughs> with the terms but i'm pretty sure you but i'm pretty sure um mavericks listening uh, may, might understand what i'm trying to get at here <clears throat> yeah yeah with the terminology and the such you should uh hopefully you understood what i was trying to say there but uh did you notice uh that too uh when doing that to get that quickly the proper back posture um i i don't know that i was ever like physically cognizant of like that specific thing but probably okay yeah because i learned that's one of the quickest ways to do that because how that's possible is that when when you do that action with with your glutes uh, uh the glutes uh the action of the glutes for yeah i don't yeah i don't know the specifics of how it works uh, of how everything is working uh as if uh um, yeah, I don't remember any instance where I've seen a video with an x-ray vision of how it's doing it, though from what I can imagine, the bottom part of the spine, or yeah, the bottom part of the spine would be interacting with those tightening glutes and thus uh, affecting the rest of your spine, because one, one of the things that I've uh, learned from chiropractors too is that whatever, whatever is, uh, whatever is, uh, uh, 
basically whatever is affecting you from the bottom uh from the lower part of your body it will affect you to the top so whatever affects the bottom will affect the rest of the body going up and yes. uh it pretty much makes a lot of sense from what they from what they mentioned yeah. uh and the such especially in regards to you know uh in terms of uh, our the health of our the health of our feet and uh, the such as well uh yeah car yeah the chiropractors do mention um uh, the when it comes to uh the health of our health the health of our feet relating to the rest of our body and the such it's pretty amazing how they were able to correlate all how they were able to do the research to correlate all of that which is pretty cool so i you know i was kind of thinking you know it's as far as you know talking about posture and technique and all of that um you know i i mentioned earlier you know carpal tunnel is another um issue that it, that is you know fairly common among organists and pianists um you know and such um and that is something that fortunately i have i have been very blessed to not have had any issues with um which i i find absolutely amazing because i am far too tense when i play um oh yeah <laughs> it's you know it, it's something that i have been working on um you know but that um you know you know we we talked about you know how it's you know you know all of these are like repetitive motion and you know um, injuries because you know when you practice you're doing the same thing over and over and over um, you know you know and it, it, it's very technically demanding and you know when you do that you t you tend to put a lot of strain you know on specific muscles when you are doing that and uh, you know obviously you know playing the organ a lot of that comes from your wrists and fingers and so that's why you know, that's why this is something that, you know, a lot of people have to deal with. And so, you know, really being aware of, you know, tensions in, in your body when you're playing is, is really important, um, you know, in understanding all of that. Because if you can, you know, if you can become aware of it, then you can work to fix it. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, we're, you know, you know, we know every, you know, every ache and pain that we have, but we're not always the best, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word, um, you know, we're, we're not always the best at realizing exactly what our bodies are doing. Um, you know, maybe because we've taught ourselves to ignore something, it's like, oh, you know, my wrist starts to get sore when I play really fast stuff. So, you know, I ignore it until it becomes a pain that I know is, you know, a sharp pain. And it's like, well, yeah, but you shouldn't be getting sore because that means that there is there is tension in there that shouldn't be in there. Um, I have I have an exercise that I do with my students. In fact, I actually just did it with one of my beginning students today because um, I thought it was a good way to show her. And so what I do is I, I play, you know, I play a little example for them. And what I do is I sit there and I say, okay, take my wrist off the keyboard. So I'll start playing and, you know, um, you know, and so, you know, and I'll play and they are able to just effortly, effortlessly pull my hand up. Um, you know, and that's, and that's something that, you know, you, you should be striving for when you play is it, it should be, it should be very effortless. And I, I will actually do it with my students where I'll say, okay, play, and I'm going to try to take your hand away and, you know, and I, like, I'll do it and I'll, you know, and I will, and I'll, and I'll pull their hand up and I'll, and I'll meet resistance and, you know, and then I and say, okay, now you do that to me, you know, and then they can see, you know, it just comes right up and it's, it's like, oh, you know, it's always this eye opening moment of, 
Oh, that's how it's supposed to feel? <laughs> yeah, that's how it's supposed to feel. <laughs> wow, that is actually really yeah. cool. It, so it's, you know, it's a really good exercise um, to do because my, my teachers have done that to me. It's like, okay, I'm going to pull your wrist away, you know, and I should be able to pull it away easily. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay, and so in regards to physical health as well, there is also one key thing that we shouldn't forget to mention for this uh for this particular uh, category and uh, more so uh, specifically about uh, stamina, especially yes. when it comes to uh, playing long pieces and uh, and even uh, short pieces that may be intense at times. Though, yeah, stamina, no matter what, is very crucial. Uh, pretty much for every musician as well, though on organists, definitely a lot more <laughs> from what I've been seeing as yeah. well. And how that's so is that uh, since uh, organ pieces can uh, vary in difficulty, especially uh, with uh, with our arrangements, for example, they can vary in difficulty, and uh, and thus with that difficulty, it would require you to have a bit more stamina and patience with uh, practicing Definitely. through it and the such. And this and again, this is also where physical health comes into comes in comes into very crucial play here with. Uh, or stamina, I should stamina, I should say, and uh, and so in regards to stamina, since stamina is definitely very important, especially to pretty much any musician out there, especially organists, especially when it comes to um, as I mentioned before, you know, depending on how long the how long the pieces are that they're playing, and even how intense they can be, and again, that was also that is also where how stamina can be how stamina is very crucial for that aspect in terms of that in order to you know in order to you know sustain or have as much stamina as possible when practicing and even performing it's definitely best to have yourself as keep yourself as physically fit as possible with uh, exercise uh, uh, doesn't matter how many times in the week though as far as I heard at least minimum of three to f minimum of maybe even two to four or even five or Basically, just to exercise as many times as possible within your own schedule. Again, these are just things what I've been hearing from other professionals and the such. I don't know if it's in the site that we mentioned yeah. here, though there are many places where they mention this kind of thing. And, I know uh, that what, I know that like the you yeah. know the the recommendation is you know is getting exercise three to four days a week. Um, you know, and I mean, and that that can vary. You know, you know. You know, some people, you, you know, you say exercise and they think, okay, you know, you're going out for, you know, a 40-minute run. You know, exercise can be, you know, as simple as taking a 15-minute walk but not taking a leisurely walk, you know, like intentionally taking a little bit of a faster pace. Um, you know, exercise, you know, different exercise means different things to different people. Um, you know, and it, it comes based on your schedule. Um you know, but I, I have found, you know, in the last few years that walking has been really, really beneficial to me, um, you know, because, you know, you know, because I, I do have issues with my knees when it comes to running. I, I, I used to be a long distance runner and I absolutely love it. Unfortunately, I, I it's it's hard for a number of reasons for me to do not the least of which is because I do have physical problems that can limit that, you know, but it's it's a it's a very time consuming process. Um, we, you know, which I don't always have. I wish I did. Um, but I have gotten into the habit of, I, I live fairly close to my church. And so I very frequently walk and that is, um, 
you know, it's a it's a great way for me to get physical exercise on a regular basis. Plus, it also serves as a nice warm up before getting on the bench. Um, you know, which I think we, we we haven't talked about you know stretching and all of that yet. But ah um, uh, yes, yeah, of course. And also when it comes to you know um, when it comes to different uh, <clears throat> yeah we sh- yeah yeah because there it is mentioned in the site here musicians uh, health in terms of uh. Yeah, yeah, uh, there is weight training, which I believe does mention, uh, which may have, uh, which may include uh, muscles and. Yeah, that. there wasn't there was yeah, an article will... on weight training. I did, I only kind of skimmed it. I didn't see what, um, what the recommendations okay. were there. And so now moving on to another thing for physical health, which is uh, tying uh, nutrition with physical health here, and uh, why is that very, why is that crucial as well? Because in most cases. Uh, Depending, because there is a quote that I've, uh, there's a quote that I heard. I don't remember where its source was from. Is that you are what you eat, <laughs> and in some cases that that does that does unfortunately happen to be true. In cases, for example, if you end up eating a lot of junk food, you're not going to be as healthy as you want to be if you keep eating a lot of junk food compared to if you mostly eat mostly healthy food. Though full disclosure, when it comes to healthy food. If you're going to eat healthy, that doesn't mean that it has that. When you eat healthy, that doesn't mean that whatever whatever health what that does not mean that whatever healthy food you're eating that it has to taste bad. Of course, you can make healthy food taste great sure. by adding in any seasonings and spices to make it taste better in order to you know make it in order to make the healthier food much more much more enjoyable to have compared to. Uh, Compared to having, you know, way too much, compared to having so much junk food and the such. Because junk food as well can also, in junk food in most cases, cause due to lack of nutritional value, it can also be, negle- it can also be, uh, uh, it can also be detrimental to, uh, to uh, stamina as well. Because junk food, with junk food not having much nutritional value, you're not going to be able to get as much stamina from you know uh junk food because of course there isn't much nutritional content in there compared to more nutritious and healthier food which can also taste great which can also taste great if you prepare them right in order to then have more stamina that way too and in most cases the foods there are many foods that we still love to eat that can be prepared in healthier ways anyway like for example we all most of us, if most if not all of us, happen to love happen to really like pasta. Sure, you can definitely have that in your, you can definitely have that in your diet. Though, though also be wary of uh, how you're preparing it as well, so that it doesn't uh, uh, get to the point where there's no nutritional value in that meal that you're having, and even consuming your and even having your fruits and vegetables too, especially fruits and vegetables. Because the thing is, when I was younger, I used to hate certain fruits and vegetables. And then when I grew up, when I was uh, growing up, uh, you know, becoming older, I started liking some more fruits and vegetables afterwards. And uh, in general, what I'm trying to say is here, when it comes to, you know, having as much stamina as possible, especially uh, keeping it, keeping as physically fit as possible, even with exercise, definitely uh, having, uh, you know, a balanced uh, a nutritious and balanced and even a delicious diet as well don't just make it so that it's balanced and uh you know the balanced and the 
such like make sure you know that the make sure that whatever you know whatever meals you have that it that it tastes delicious and not always bland as some people would want to make excuses for and the such and uh did you want to add something to that rob i know i've been rambling a lot with how i was trying to say this but uh no it's okay i probably try and clarify you've definitely said um you know what what needs to be said on this yes nutrition proper nutrition is important and it's it's very important to um you know to be to be aware of what you're putting into your body um yeah Mm -hmm. and yes Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna leave it there okay (laughs) all right good good Um, yes (laughs) yeah um yeah that's yeah that was pretty much what i was gonna say in in terms of uh nutrition as well because yeah nutrition nutrition ties a lot with physical health right there so you know, and, yeah, there you guys have and that it. was, you know, that yep. was kind of one of the things that I was, you know, thinking of is, you know, um, you know, and all this kind of, you know, goes together, exercise and nutrition, you know, all, all falls under the mantle of take care of yourself, you know, um, you know, and, and, and one of the big things for me is making sure that you're getting enough sleep, um, you know, and oh, that, can, yes. that really, you know, can have a, a ton of you know, of ramifications, you know, on your physical well-being, um, and, you know, and mental well-being as well, um, you know, but I have found, you know, that was something where, you know, I I went through my 20s, and sleep was, I, I, I had a friend who used to say, I know he was quoting somebody, but, um, you know, sleep, you can sleep when you die, (laughs) Ah, yeah. That, you know, and that was oh, yeah. That, that sounds was, pretty that extreme. That was kind of my that was kind of my motto through most of my twenties, and you know, and yeah. I just you know I I didn't place the value on it that I needed to, and you know, and I suffered because of it, and I didn't I didn't necessarily you know correlate the two you know not getting enough sleep you know to other issues that I was having, you know, but in in the last few years I have really found the value of making sure I get a good night's sleep. Um, and I've become a huge proponent of that. You know, I, I work with high school students a lot and, you know, I listen to them talk and, you know, I'll have them, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, are you a little tired today? Oh yeah, I was up till three o'clock doing homework and then I got up at five o'clock this morning to go do my sport. No, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, you know, and, you know, and so I, and I talk about this with them a lot, you know, but it, you know, not just for high schoolers, you know, I mean, this, this really applies to everyone is, you know, you can't afford to not get a good night's sleep. Um, you know, yeah. if, if there is something in your life that is causing you to not get the, the sleep that you need, um, you know, and, and I, I, I say this acknowledging that, yes, I'm sure there are some situations, you know, work situations, you know, life situations where it's not always possible, um, you know, but it's it, it's something that, you know, I mean, I almost place above nutrition the importance of getting a good night's sleep because, you know, just making, you know, making that a priority in my life has made a ton of difference. Um, you know, it helps your energy levels, you know, you know, and you know, ties into being able, you know, to have the stamina to play, you know, and, you know, to be able to get exercise and all that, it all, all comes together under getting a good night's sleep. Yep, indeed. That is definitely very true, especially when it comes to, yes, sleep is, sleep is definitely very crucial in most ways, uh, because when you're sleeping, your body, 
because when you're sleeping, uh, most of us would know this already, though I'm going to mention it anyway. When we when we go through sleep, we're basically letting our letting our body uh, uh, we're letting our body we're of course letting our body rest throughout the throughout the time we're sleeping, and thus, since we're resting, our body is doing its job to heal itself from whatever um, strains and uh, strains and uh, aches and uh, and and for example if you had any uh, you know minor injuries with cuts and the such you're letting your body do the healing work when you're you know mostly when you're resting yes. basically letting your body allowing your body to heal when you're resting or sleeping yep when that happens and, too. and i'm going to give a i'm going to give a pro practicing tip right here um I discovered this completely by accident, but I absolutely swear by it. If you are working, well, I, I should say this. Um, I haven't tested this theory with practicing any time other than at night um, or in the evening, like you know, mid to late evening. But if you have a passage that you are working on that is very technically demanding, um, you know, think something along the lines of a, a toccata or a fugue. I should have listed those in the other order because now everybody is going to be thinking about box toccata and fugue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you have something that is, you know, and, you know, whether or not it's something that you're struggling with, you know, but you're in the process of learning, um, you know, make sure, you know, make it the very last thing you practice and go through it very slowly, very deliberately, and note perfect. So play it at a tempo that you can do it. So I don't care if, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, quarter note is 180 and you play it at quarter note is 80. Practice it slowly. Make it the last thing you do. You will be amazed when you go to sit down and practice the next time how much easier it is to play that passage because your brain makes all those physical connections in your sleep. Um, you know, and kind of sorts through everything that you've done and all of the practicing. So if you practice in the evening or, you know, really at night, um, do a slow playthrough of the thing that you're working on and your brain will process all of that and your that muscle memory will be ingrained the next time you go back to it. I discovered wow. it That's... I discovered it completely wow. by accident in college and any time I have needed to learn something um, you know, that's, that's of a, a, a demanding nature. I've used that strategy and it's very effective. So there's your pro tip for you. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to know if anyone would, if anyone out there would actually want to even do, uh, do, uh, research studies <laughs> to see if this is, if this can happen to be true. Uh, and, uh, you have a uh, Rob here as, a as, a as, a as a case of sorts, uh, no. What's a case, case file? Study. No. <laughs> yeah. You have Rob here as a yeah. You have Rob here as a case study for that kind of thing, which actually sounds very interesting. I probably uh, actually, you know what? I may definitely want to try that sometime <laughs> for sure. I've I've recommended it to a couple yeah. of students, and they have tried it and said, "Yeah, this works." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe there might have been the. Uh, similar studies out there that have been done though i'm not sure which oh, ones sure. <laughs> maybe there have maybe there has yeah. been but we don't know yet when it comes to conditioning uh, the muscles in your body as well <clears throat> and uh in general it's better to in general it's good to have uh you know it's better to have your muscles as uh, toned as possible like pretty much all the muscles in your body in in any way in in as many ways as possible swimming swimming would be one of the best ways to 
do that in the much uh, in a much faster way, assuming that you love to yes. swim. Swimming is one of the great ways to tone the muscles in your body that way. And uh, when it comes to uh, conditioning, or um, when it comes when it comes to condition when it when it comes to when it comes to conditioning or toning your muscles in your body as well in specific groups, I have found in my personal case that uh, most of uh, the muscles in in my body are pretty much toned. It's uh, in my personal case, I have found that it's mainly the core area in my body that uh, needs a uh, that needs a uh, meaning the core area of my body that needs a. Uh, that needs attention, especially <laughs> at the hips, because I've noticed uh, the I've noticed the muscles in my uh, hips are pretty weak. And one and uh, I wanted and I wanted to bring this up, Mavericks, because I wanted to make a point here, which is uh, definitely to listen to your body yeah. as well. Listen to your body with uh, what it needs, especially with uh, what kind of uh, physical exercises you need to take, especially for muscles. Because with my personal case, pretty much the rest of my body is pretty much toned. I pretty, pretty well toned uh, arms here, especially with the legs. They're pretty. Uh, they can be pretty sturdy. I'm even surprised that it's that they're even that tough and sturdy now that I like even now to this point. Though, in my personal case, and probably with uh, many of you listening to uh, that, uh, in my personal case, uh, probably. The same with uh, you guys, with you guys listening too. That uh, that I definitely need to uh, focus uh, focus more on a particular um, on a particular set of muscles, as I was saying before, the uh, hips, hips and core yeah. muscles of uh, my body, since I've noticed they've been uh, weak. Because I have, uh, I did get an I I was injured a few years ago around that area when I was uh, doing a CrossFit. At one time with a group of people, and oh boy, when I was a uh, when I was doing a uh, rope climb during a CrossFit, and I was trying to when I was trying to push myself up with my from my feet and up, I noticed a sharp pain at my waist, and that kind of felt like a torn muscle over there or a hernia. I don't know which one it is, either a torn hip muscle or hernia. I don't know which one it is, and I felt. Probably something was kind of uh, bulging. It probably was a torn. Well, a hernia muscle. wouldn't have gone away on its own, so. <laughs> yeah, no. It, yeah, I don't think it was a hernia then. It was just more like a torn yeah. hip, a torn hip flexor muscle then. Yeah. So yeah, in my personal case, I'm definitely going to be focusing a lot more on the hip, on the hip muscles yep. and core muscles too, where the abs are. And also, I'm not ashamed to say that I do have some body fat that I do need to get rid of as soon as possible because uh, I personally don't like having body fat on me, so I definitely want to shed that off as soon as possible because I definitely want to live as long as possible and I do not want my body fat to be one of the reasons why I would die off younger. And oh boy, do I, uh, do I really want to take care of my health very seriously from here on out such yeah um you know core strength is one of those things that um i've heard a lot of people talk about when it comes to organ um because and, and it's you know it's crucial because you know it's not like piano where your your feet are on the floor and you have that balance all of your balance comes from your hips and your core and so you know being able to have you know 
being able to have that strength in there is really, really important. And I know that is something that I definitely need to work on. You know, like you said, my arms are fine. My legs are fine. I mean, I can walk, you know, I can walk 15 miles and, and not bat an eye, you know, but ask me to do 10 crunches and I'm going to be on the floor crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's a little bit of, that's a little yeah. bit of an exaggeration, but, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, but it's, it's, it, that is definitely something that is, um, that, that is important there. I feel like I had something else I was yep. going to say on that, but uh, it's gone. Oh, well. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I think that's uh, pretty much all oh. we... Uh, nope, I oh. remembered. Yeah. Had nothing oh. to do, it had nothing yeah, okay. to do with core strength. Um, okay. It did have everything yeah. to do, though, with, you know, o- avoiding injury, you know, in as far as in practice session goes. And, uh, uh, yes, yes. You know, and... I, yeah, maybe we could... Yeah, maybe we could conclude uh, with uh, this part. Yeah, I guess. and I mean, and we've talked about okay. you know you know proper posture and proper technique and all of that, um, you know. But the biggest thing is take breaks from your practicing. Um, you know, I know you know if you're really focused in something that that's maybe not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Um, you know, I I know that you know when I'm doing technical work, you know, I, I can sit there and I can go for an hour and you know and, and not get off the bench. Um, you know, and be highly focused, you know, and playing eight measures over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, but, you know, taking breaks every, you know, you know, 20 to 40 minutes, um, you know, is really good. Just get up, walk around. You know, we, we talked about this, you know, with, you know, with the back stuff, you know, and, you know, the, you know, the standing desk versus the sitting desk and all of that. You know, it's just get, getting up and moving, just, you know, getting out of that position, you know, working a few other muscles, you know, will, you know, for one, it will help you be able to practice longer, um, you know, because you, you don't have that constant strain on, on certain things, um, you know, but that's, you know, def, definitely something that is important when it comes to practicing. Yep, indeed. That is indeed very important too. And I would need to, you know, remember, remember doing that to myself. Not, yeah, now thinking about yep. it, but... Set a, yes. remind, set a reminder and, uh, on your phone is a great way to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a great way to do it, too. Okay, then. So when Rob and I were talking through this episode, both of us had realized that there is so much to talk about with to talk about in terms of health and fitness here. And uh, we pretty much uh, uh, we pretty much covered uh, physical health pretty well. And uh if the, yeah, we pretty much uh, covered uh, the, what there is a lot to uh, physical health. If there's some things we may have missed, we could maybe talk about it again in the future. But who knows? From this point, we probably talked as much as we could or as pretty much all there is to it for physical yeah. health. And thus, we didn't even get to hearing and mental health yeah. yet. And because of how long this episode has went so far, Rob and I have been thinking to instead make make this a three-part series so hearing health will be part two of uh fitness and health and how it relates to organ and also mental health for part three for part three of this and uh because there's just so much to talk about there's definitely a lot to 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 talk about you know and and, and as johnny said at the beginning we are not medical professionals we we are musicians who you know have lived all of this stuff you know so we would absolutely love to hear from you guys you know if you are you know organists who you know have dealt with things um 
like this and how, you know, and how you've dealt with them, you know, if you, you know, are in the medical profession and, you know, we are completely wrong on something, you know, we would, we, we would love to hear, you know, from you guys. Um, and there's, you know, lots of different ways that you can get in touch with us. And, um, uh, yes, yeah, there is the, the, the easiest and, uh, way is we, we have an email for the show and it is organ mavericks at gmail.com. And that, that email is listed in our show notes. Yeah, it will be listed there. And uh, whenever you do send us an email, be sure to put on the subject line suggestions. That way we'll know that if there are more topics that you want us to talk about, def- uh, definitely don't forget to mention suggestions for future topics for the show. And uh, and uh, if uh, if there's some things that you, you wanted to, that you've been wanting to mention about uh, what we discussed in this episode, you could put in on the subject line uh i would say just just include the just include the uh the episode title as your subject line yeah just include uh the episode uh the episode title as the subject title if there's something you wanted to comment further on uh that particular episode and of course as i mentioned earlier if there are any top if there are any more topics and uh if you have any if you if you Mavericks have any suggestions for topics, for more topics that you would like us to to discuss in the future, definitely don't forget to mention in the subject line suggestions when you send us an email for that. And uh, Rob, and uh, of course, Rob and I uh, will be mentioning our social media links. Though, as a reminder, as a reminder too, you will find our social media links in the episode notes for your convenience. And so with that said, uh, Rob, you could pretty much go ahead with uh, mentioning yours if you want to first. Yes, so my YouTube channel is Yensid Organist. Yensid is Disney spelled backwards. And I do monthly covers of uh, Disney songs on the organ, and I do lots of... It's become a very eclectic mix lately of classical music, vlogs about the organ and Disney, and all things related to Disney. I kind of, I kind of do what I want with it. Um, so there's lots of stuff for everybody on the channel. Um, and then my other social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I am all uh, Yensid Organist on all of those sites. Mm. Uh, more specifically, at yes. an organist. Yes. I don't know. If, oh, yeah, I didn't really hear you say that. I didn't say, say that. At. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. All right, all right. Now, as for now, as for me, my YouTube channel is Johnny Music, J O N N Y space Music. <clears throat> yeah, when you search it up, you should be able to find a yellow look, a yellow fancy looking GM logo. And as of the time this episode was recorded, I have over 1,800 subscribers. That way, it should be very easy for you to find it. And as for my other social medias for Facebook and Instagram, I am at Johnny Self Productions, J O N N Y S E L Productions. Johnny Self Productions, full disclosure, is the parent company of Johnny Music. And uh, <clears throat> as for Twitter, I am at Johnny underscore cell. Again, Johnny is spelt J-O-N-N-Y. So again, that is at J-O-N-N-Y underscore S-E-L for my Twitter username there. And uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. And so fellow Mavericks, this concludes fitness and health and how it relates to the organ part one. We'll see you soon for part two, which is covering hearing health. And we'll see you next time.